Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Let's start off with the bear in the room. My personal update. For those new, welcome. My name is Leister, your host. I want to share a personal update as I tend to do at occasion because this is major news. For those that don't know, this podcast, Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, is actually one of the, if not the, longest running, longest reigning cryptocurrency podcasts on Apple iTunes right now. I find that to be amazing for a couple of reasons. There were some very big ones, okay? And I don't do the whole, you know, two-hour, three-hour podcasts. I don't do those. If I, if I have a guest, it might go, but currently we don't have guests there's a reason, but mine are slim. I try to keep it 30 minutes and I talk about a variety of topics and I try to blend different things, personal updates and other updates. I don't talk cryptocurrency because of greed. I don't cover different projects because of greed. That's why I do cover underdogs, but very infrequently they're starting to show up again now, but most of them are crap and I'm not going to introduce crap to my, to my listeners. If there's something worth time, I'm happy to talk about it. So, for example, C plus charge found at c-charge.io. I that was a pre-sale. I jumped in it because I wanted to, you know throw away money because I wanted to see what it would do because I was intrigued by its concept. And it's gone. It's wavered. It's gone up and down, up and down. It's not really. It had some runs, and I did take profits. I actually made back my entire initial investment, believe it or not. But now it's in this waiver spot because the timing of this crap called Pepe got in the way. Other projects are being harmed by this, right? But since I don't do cryptocurrency coverage due to greed, it means I need to have a compelling reason why I do the show. I do the show because I enjoy talking about cryptocurrency because I'm intrigued by it because I have technical background and skill. So from a technology perspective, from a financial perspective, from a business perspective, I'm intrigued by it. There's no greed because I have my own endeavor. I work for myself. I'm my own boss. I actually own two if you count them all as separate brands, technically there's uh, three or even four even businesses 
that I own. One is a formed business. The other one's a brands underneath the business. And they all are separate. Crypto Talk Radio, of course, is one. Casual Talk, Combat Talk, CTR, the parent brand. CTR, the parent brand, is fully formed. And CTR, the brand, actually covers my endeavors that I'm doing off the side. And I'm building up the paperwork necessary to start that, to get companies underneath that one. So what that's going to do is all of my income now, all of my different sources of income comes under the one brand, whether it's podcast type stuff, which I don't charge for. And I'll talk about the triad in a second, or it's my own endeavors. Again, if you're new, I have two endeavors off the side. That's where my money comes from. It doesn't come from crypto. It doesn't come from the podcast. I make no money off the podcast. I do have the triad membership that's optional for crypto talk radio. I don't promote it or heavily advertise it mostly because right now in the bear, it didn't make any sense. And I think a lot of people are stuck in the matrix where they don't understand. Like there's still people out there and Pepe was a great example of this. There are still people out there that are trapped in this mindset of telescam is the right answer and they'll block you or ban you from the telescam. And that's just the way it's got to be. And Go after the latest crap that comes out in the hopes that it goes to the moon. Do, do, do. That's, that's, it's greed. And so there's a greed driven push out there with people. And as people get into cryptocurrency for the first time, they just fall into it thinking they see news articles. Well, this person tossed $260 at Pepe and made $7 million deep, deep. And they think, okay, so I just got to find some garbage and I'll become a millionaire too. And the thing is, statistically, that is not the case. Statistically, you're not going to become a millionaire off crap. Pepe was an aberration, just like Ship was an aberration, just like Satama was an aberration. They happen, and so if that's all people look for, I refer to those as gamblers because you're essentially gambling. You're hoping that this thing goes to the moon, doot, doot, but you can't guarantee it. So you're gambling, and I celebrate anybody who wants to be a gambler. I'm not. So when I talk about projects, it's because I think there's something there, maybe, but it's also somewhat quality. They got a white paper. They got a team. It, they're trying at least. And, you know, they're not stuck in a rut. Well, separately though, I wanted to make sure everybody understands that the motivation behind my selection criteria is not greed driven because my two endeavors pay me bank, which leads me to the second half of my personal update. My first endeavor, the one that I got back in May, that was causing me all kinds of headaches, not stress, but just headaches, just stupid nonsense headaches. From May and June and early July, it was a nightmare to the point I was going to tell them to kick rocks. It was so bad. There were two people in particular that were just a nightmare to deal with. They're both gone. One was the manager of this group. She retired, thank goodness. And then her successor is awesome to work with. Then there was a person who was supposed to be a peer when he was an idiot, didn't know what he was doing, he caused a bunch of problems. He's now gone. So now I kind of run this, this show, this one part of it, and I pretty much call the shots because the client, not the one that I'm working under directly, but the external client that we work with, likes working with me more than likes to work with anybody else. So they gave me notice recently, they're going to bump how much they pay me because I took a little bit of a cut from my normal rate because I was trying to help them out. So now they're going to bump the rate not only is it above my normal rate, if this one closes, I just submitted the paperwork to the this new contact, it'll get rid of my current contact who's an idiot who pays me late and inconsistently, and I have to send him late notices. I had to take him to collections at one point. It'll get him the hell out of the way. 
get a different contact point that's more reliable because I've been talking with him on a regular basis. But it's it's a lot. I don't want to give you a number. It's a lot. I'll tell you this. I'll give you a total number. How about that? Instead of a rate number, I'll give you a total number. Total number, I'm talking all told. So once the first one closes plus my second one, yep, close to 400 grand a year. And so this, again, because the first one is bumping up so much, it's putting me over my real rate that it should be and putting me at the high-end threshold. It's it's huge. And so what that I'm already caught up financially. Like I got money in the bank. I got cash in my in my vault here because I've been doing ATM runs. Cash in my vault. I got car, two cars paid off. Like I'm good. And I'm about to get the hell out of Nevada as soon as I get these titles. So I'm good financially. I don't need the cryptocurrency. I don't need to gamble on cryptocurrency. So my message, my plea, and the reason I took a couple more minutes to talk this out with you is I want to reinforce. I make a lot of money in my own way. I don't need crypto to make me rich. I do it because it intrigues me. And I do look for ones that look stable, reliable, dependable, not, not tending to rip you off. And I'll talk about those for those that are interested. But for those that are looking for ones, they'll tell me what the next chill crap to go in. I'm not the right channel for you because I want to make sure you know if I'm going to cover a project, it's because I think there's something there and I think it's good and I think it's worth your time. You can do your own research about it beyond that, but I'm not ever going to pitch crap, knowing crap. If I think it's crap, I'll tell you it's crap, but I'm never going to tell you to get into crap because I'm not greed driven. That's the difference with my channel. And that's probably why I'm the one last standing large and in charge. Now, thank you for bearing with me for eight minutes. Let's go ahead and get to script and currency. We have a couple of news bits that came up and then we'll talk some numbers. Let's flip the script here. So Ethereum, I'm zooming out if you want to follow along. I prefer Coindesk, but it doesn't matter if you use TradingView, Coindesk, Dex Tools, it doesn't matter. If you're looking for a graph for cryptocurrency, if you want to follow along, I usually zoom out to the month chart. The reason is because the month chart generally, not always, generally points me in a direction of where we're going. And if I zoom out to the month chart, again, Coindesk seems to give the best impression of this, but Coindesk shows me more green than red on the month chart, generally meaning that we're headed back up. Doesn't guarantee a damn thing, just to be clear, doesn't guarantee anything, but it generally means we're headed back up. If we head back up on Ethereum, obviously any project that is using Ethereum as its liquidity will also tend to go up along with. This should excite you. It should excite you because if we do get a run back up, everybody benefits. Like even if you're in other cryptocurrency, like say Bitcoin, because Bitcoin and Ethereum for the most part run pair. So even if, if one of them is expected to go up, we expect the other to go up and then they also seem to bring other projects up unless the project is straight garbage. Sometimes the project straight garbage and it's not going to move like Satama. But other projects, there tends to have a run up for other projects when these go up. So if it's correct to see that things are about to head upward, I think that's great for all projects, no matter what you're invested in. Now, there's no guarantees of anything. Could absolutely crap and crash later. Do I think that happens? Maybe if I use Bitcoin as an example, Bitcoin's hovering about the 27.4, 27.5-ish, and then it 
bounces between 27.5 and 27.9 on a routine basis. There was some drama around Bitcoin I'll get to in a second. But we're lower than the 30,000 we had before. People started wondering if Bitcoin was going to go down to like 25. It doesn't look like it's headed that direction. It certainly could happen. And it seemed like we were about to do that when finance started playing games. But I'm seeing that it's holding steady. So either I'm right or I'm wrong. I can't say for sure. So let's talk about what happened with Binance. Binance.com to be specific. Binance.com had paused Bitcoin withdrawals for a period of time. After they did the pause, things Bitcoin started suffering because Bitcoin is the arguably the largest exchange there is. They opened up withdrawals. We got a little bit of a run. Then it paused it again. And so we suffered again. They've opened it since, but they were basically throttling it. The reason that they stated they were throttling it was because there was a heavy level of congestion on the Lightning Network, which is around Bitcoin. So the analogy of this throttling that I saw at least is on the stock market side. If you were to trade certain of the stocks that are out there and they're heavily volatile, it's actually built into the framework that they will be, there's called stops. They'll be throttled at points to prevent you from buying and selling because they're trying to protect you, believe it or not, from FOMO reaction. This is normal on the stock side. It's unusual, highly unusual on the crypto side. So when this happened, it actually hurt sentiment. It wasn't even that people couldn't transact because you could always transact in other places. But it was, it was sentiment was significantly harmed on this to the point that Bitcoin, Binance itself, when they did this action, they actually dropped in their rankings for Bitcoin trading which is um, with unprecedented. It's shocking because, again, Binance is arguably the largest exchange by volume overall. So seeing that this happened and seeing how it affected their position was kind of stunning to the overall industry at large. It doesn't surprise me any, but it was surprising to see for a lot of people and people didn't know what was going to happen as a result of it. The President of the United States, Joe Biden, recently came out in criticism of what he refers to as, quote, Wealthy crypto investors. Now, let me just put something. There's not a significant amount of wealthy crypto investors. When he says this, he's doing it because he knows it triggers certain people. He's trying to harm sentiment. That's what he's doing. He's just like I said with the Janet Yellens of the world and what she says and the Gary Gensler's of the world and the Jerome Powell's of the world. I said, this was a couple months back on an episode, I said that these people in the current office do not want crypto to succeed. And they'll say things designed to harm sentiment. That's what his statement says because his statement is factually inaccurate. He can say whatever. He talks about $18 billion. The truth is, it's not about crypto investors at all. Because if we're honest with ourselves, there are way more millionaires and billionaires that don't trade crypto than that do. As in former President Donald Trump, as an example, who his message was designed to attack, former President Donald Trump trades his NFTs now, but he's not a wealthy crypto investor. Like, you got to understand the difference. Just because it's, it's a fallacy, and I want you to understand, just because you might have made a couple hundred thousand dollars to a couple million on some crap NFTs does not make you a, quote, wealthy crypto investor. Trump is certainly wealthy, at least in what he does. He's not a wealthy crypto investor, okay? If you take BitBoy Crypto, 
he probably qualifies as a wealthy crypto investor unless he burned all his money. I don't know if he did. He would qualify because the wealth came by way of crypto trading. So what I'm saying is President Biden's message is designed to harm crypto sentiment. And I hope you ignore the words he, that are coming out of his mouth because they're crap. It's not about crypto investors at all. If he thinks that certain wealthy people should have you know, increased taxes, that's fine. It has nothing to do with whether it's crypto or not. It's wealth in general. If you're going to tax one, you need to tax all of them, is my point. And you're going to find more people who are wealthy that don't trade crypto than that do. So Shibarium, Shib, the one that I think is garbage, have said is garbage. Sentiment has been going down on Shib mostly because of Pepe's crap, but also the Shibarium admin came back and they were talking about the SHI stablecoin. I talked about this one on, I believe, an episode back in February. And I said that they were talking about doing the stablecoin. And I believe I said it's doubtful they're going to pull it off. Well, recently they said that, no, the stablecoin's not yet deployed. So if you see something, it's, it's not true. It's not released. It's not coming yet. It's going to take some time. We're going to get there, but we're not there. This harms sentiment. People are really frustrated because they want things to go faster. They want this walking in the dog, you know, forest crap shibarium to go faster. Shy stablecoin to go faster. Shib burns to go faster. Bone, bone price to go up faster. Then you talk leash price. They want things to happen faster and they're not seeing any tangible process. Now, whales don't seem to care. Whales have maintained their hold with SHIB. So it's more these lower level investors, the retail investors who are frustrated, not seeing any progress on this token, which by the way, doesn't really have any of the mechanics some of these other ones do. Remember, SHIB for the most part is not a renounced, full renounced thing. SHIB for the most part does not have any, I'll say favorable mechanics that appeal to people, even if they're a scam. So people are seeing all these other garbage ones out there. That's how Pepe was able to take so much market cap from them is because they see this new thing, FOMO kicks in and they jump over here. Well, let's talk about this Pepe briefly. I'm not going to do coverage of it, but just briefly, there was some news about it. Pepe has dropped roughly 55 to 60% from its peak and continues to decline. Market cap at one point hit, I believe, $1.8 billion, went down there to $1.2 billion. This was from a base starting point of under a million dollars, all the way up to $1.2 billion and then $1.8 billion in a span of a couple of weeks. Now, if there ever was a definition of a pump and dump, I don't know if there ever was anything close. I can't say this was. I'm saying if there was a definition of that was true, that it pumped. And then it dumped. It's now hovering about the 700 million mark. That's roughly about half of its value gone. Remember, Pepe got listed on a bunch of exchanges in very sketchy fashion, by the way, mysterious situation. And because it's listed on exchanges, the exchanges decided to open up futures trading and perpetuals. So then the problem is that essentially people are gambling it. So they're shorting it. So they, they're betting on it going down. Nobody's buying in or at least not the same volume. And so they're profiting still off the futures trades and shorts. But anybody who's sitting on it because they don't know any better because they're not in the exchange is just watching the value of their tokens go down and they're calling it a scam all over coin market cap. 
I can't say even now it's a scam. All I can tell you is at the end of the day, this is what was going to happen. There was nothing else that you could have done to avoid this business. It is what it is. The last bit of news I saved for last because I knew I was going to bust out laughing at points and I, I wanted to save it for last. So Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. used to be known as Shaq Diesel or Shaq Fu, depending on how old you are. But I'll say Shaq Diesel. So Shaq Diesel, he was one of the ones that was shilling FTX. He claims he was not, but he was caught on audio. And I think it might have been video, but I know audio for sure. Caught on audio shilling FTX just prior to its collapse. And so then a bunch of lawsuits was sent out to all of these different shillers, BitBoy Crypto being one that was accused of shilling, Shaq Diesel being accused of shilling. <laughs> and so later then, they're trying to serve him papers. And the story goes, and there's no footage of this, and that pisses me off because you got footage of every damn thing else in this world and no footage of this event. So all I can say is allegedly, apparently, the servers, so the legal team, they tried to serve him legal papers. So a formal complaint, they tried to serve. So what they do is they'll come and they'll bring you papers saying, you're being sued, we need you to do what you got to do. <laughs> and this is under law in the state. You've got to serve whoever it is. They've got to receive that, yes, they're being served, you know, so that they know. Apparently, allegedly, Shaq Diesel was in a moving vehicle and the servers were trying to serve him. And apparently, this is in Florida, I don't know. But apparently it's in Florida, and apparently they, quote, tossed papers in front of his moving car, which then bounced off the car <laughs> and landed on the ground, and Shaq Diesel kept on driving, so that does not fit the qualification of full service. So, assuming this was true, Shaq says, no, I wasn't served any papers. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about here. I, I wasn't served any papers. So then, apparently this weekend, they managed to finally serve him. I just thought it was hilarious that if true, that's why I'm frustrated there's no freaking foot like TMZ, come on, step up your game. No footage seeing these nerds in whatever business casual outfits taking a stack of papers and throwing it at Shaq's whip. I think he has like an SUV with tinted windows. Like I wanted to see this footage of this happening and I couldn't see the footage and I was very frustrated. So Shaq was served as was BitBoy Crypto. He put a video out where he was cussing and screaming about being served. And that's a developing situation. So if you're following it, by all means, I'm not following the drama. I just thought it was funny with Shaq on this one. So that's all I got for news. My wrap up here. Again, if you've been listening to me for a while, you heard me say, I don't think we're at a bull run yet. Hopefully it's clear why I said that. It doesn't mean that we're not in an optimistic state because crypto is not crashing yet. <laughs> I think, I still think we're doing one more good crash, but we're not there yet. I looked at the long-term numbers and everything still looks great, folks. So to me, I wouldn't be concerned. Just be smart. Don't YOLO into crap. Don't YOLO into anything, but don't YOLO into crap. And, you know, keep food on your table, roof over your head, make sure your people are taken care of. I mean, it's it's simple to me when I describe this, but that's really what it is, is you got to resist the temptation to go all in on something. If you're going to gamble, admit you're a gambler and someone roll the dice, see what happens. That's no problem. Just admit that, that you are to yourself so that you don't get out of control. Because what happens with crypto in particular, people don't recognize that they're gambling. Gambling is an addiction. It's a sickness. And crypto is no different in this. So just be smart about it. You know, Take care of yourself first. Don't get all out of control because I don't want you to see people end up on the streets or some stupidity over some garbage token or whatnot. 
what you do, what you do, what you do with your money is what you do with your money. I can't tell you what to do. But if you're listening to me, I'm hoping that you are conservative like I am and don't want to get ripped off. Just because I'm not greed driven doesn't mean I'm not stupid. You know, I'm not, I'm aware that certain projects may be worth my time. And I do look at those and share those like C, C plus charge. Maybe, I don't know if it is, but at the same time, I don't want others, whatever you choose to trade in, even if it's Bitcoin, right? Even if it's those, what the most reliable crypto you can think of, it's just be smart about it. That's all. It's not don't do it or do it. Or it's not even about that. Just be smart about it. You know, when it's a stupid call where FOMO is really triggering you and you may want to just throw, I'm not telling you yay or nay. I'm saying just be smart no matter what you do. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.